Hey fanboys and girls, you're listening to Fanboys with Nate and Adam. I hope you had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. Uh, I know that I did, Michelle and I both did. We just recently got back from our trip up to Glen Arbor, Michigan. Oh, it went by way too fast, as uh, vacations generally do. We got a new episode for you this week. Um, I'm going to be honest right up front. I put a lot of work into this one. Um, specifically, you might notice if you listen really closely to the um, audio recording for this week's episode, this is my first um, episode of having a guest on the show, one of my close friends, Matt. Um, and it was the first time trying to work out the kinks of having two, uh, mic recordings in one room. Um, so there's a little bit of mic bleed. Uh, it's, it's not a terrible, um, listen, I promise I, I try to do as best I can for you guys here. Um, but I'm definitely still, uh, going and learning as I do trial and error, so to speak. Uh, there's going to be a lot of improvements going forward. Some things I need to get myself like a couple of uh, boom arms for boom mics, whatever you call those, make it easier to do the directional uh, specific things for the mics to make sure that it's not picking up uh, for both mics between both people so they can be separate tracks. Um, you know, I'm sure that's a lot more than any of you really care to hear about the whole ins and outs of recording the show. Uh, but um, this week we're talking about horror movies. This is one I've been wanting to get to you guys for a while. This is a huge genre that I am a major fan of. My favorite time of year has been Halloween for the longest time, since as long as I can remember. Um, Halloween's my favorite holiday. I love horror movies. I love scary stories. I love sitting by a campfire and listening to people tell me tales of when they saw something move when nothing was in the room with them, that kind of stuff. Uh, we touch a lot of different things. Uh, specifically, we started this episode meaning to talk about Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. Uh, I had waited to see it when it came out on Redbox. I went and rented it. Matt and I sat down and watched it and then uh, recorded our back and forth of it. But it, if you're a fan of tangents, we've got a lot of tangents that we reach on in this episode. Start off talking about Us, but we talk about afterwards a lot of our other favorite things like... Uh, Movies about possession, um, clown phobia movies, um, what else? Uh, Paranormal Activity uh, franchise is a big thing I'm a huge fan of myself. Uh, we get into the Saw movies, all kinds of really good fun stuff. I'll go ahead and mention up front too, any of the movies that we touch on in this episode today in the horror genre, spoiler warning ahead. Uh, we're not shy with any of the spoilers and stuff. We just bounce back and forth on some of our favorite movies regarding things having to do with clowns and paranormal activity, Saw movies. I think we even touch on Blair Witch, another favorite of mine. If you haven't seen any of these or any of the other other ones mentioned in the episode, go watch them or plug your ears, hit mute. Uh, there are plenty of spoilers to follow in here, not even just for the movie Us that we initially start out talking about for the episode. All right, I think that about does it for the little intro recap that I want to give you guys, what you're about to listen to for the episode. I really hope to do more horror-related episodes in the future. I've even been picking out little spooky Halloween-esque music to play in the background to make it a little bit more fun. Uh, I would love to do um, a whole month worth of horror related ones coming up in October. It's just, if there's anything that fills me with excitement and anticipation and 
motivation for doing creative things, it's got to be Halloween. So there's also plenty of other movies coming up that I should do episodes specifically on uh, if Nate wants to watch them or I get my dad on the show because I mentioned in this episode that my dad and I are huge horror fans. That's the stuff that we usually go see together in theaters now or coming up soon. There's the new Annabelle edition to the Annabelle franchise, uh, or I should say the Conjuring franchise. Um, and another one, I'm blanking on the name. Um, it, it's a, it's a cult movie, uh, and I should have written that down. But yeah, there's a there's a cult movie that even Jordan Peele has been uh, noted to say in the news that he thinks this is a choice one that people need to go see, and that's already on my list. So hopefully, I might even be able to give a review for that one coming up soon. Anyway. Um, Lots of horror stuff to follow. If you're squeamish, if you don't like listening about horror stuff, maybe check out another episode. Hope you like it. You were saying that you thought it was weird that, um, yeah, one clearly one of them got to learn how to talk because they escaped, and then um, all the other ones. Right. Well, that's like throughout the whole movie. Like, I was trying not to, you know, vocalize any of my thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to figure out why she was the only one that could actually communicate. Like, if I were one of those people that had a keen mind and was like tried to figure everything out beforehand, mm-hmm. instead of just sitting here like, oh, I wonder why, I would have started actually thinking about it. Yeah. Instead, I just watched the movie. <laughs> I've never really been good of um, of uh, jumping to the conclusion of knowing how it ends and stuff like uh, my buddy Dave is really, really good at that and can figure out a movie before it ends. But, um, I, and I've tried sometimes before it and I'll be watching it and I'm like, Oh, okay, here's my theory. Like I've done a lot of that with MCU ones, especially like with the last big ones. Cause I'm like, I want to know what the theory is for how it ends. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I first started picking off on stuff. I was trying to dig into what the, the bunny theme was. Cause I noticed when, when the dad was showing off the, um, the the boat at the beginning and i saw the daughter was wearing a bunny shirt and i'm like okay so how's that connect with all the bunnies at the very beginning right and also uh my most interested point was seeing how um the 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 opening text like giving you the backstory to how it's creepy and stuff like you know these abandoned sewers and stuff and i'm like okay that's interesting but how's that tie in and um but but yeah that was that was very interesting um, I think it's always fun to get to see like a uh, creepy characters and uh, a little bit of murder and <laughs> and they had some good comedy in there too, which makes it a little bit lively. But well, of course, it's Jordan Peele. Yes, and okay, so remind me, what was the last one that he did called? Was it Invited? No, it was Get Out. Get Out. Okay, um, I kept thinking about that one because I and I really want to watch it again. I really enjoyed that. That one took me for a loop. Well, yeah, and, like, it seems to be his thing, because, like, if you go back and watch this one again, then, like, he makes movies so that you'll watch it once, and then you'll want to watch it immediately Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I dig movies like that, like, like, for instance, one of my favorite movies is Donnie Darko, and, like, it takes forever for you to actually understand what it means, but, like, once you understand you go back and watch it again and then you see all these little like very small little hints that he's been here before he's done this there's um i would have to go back and watch that one again i've probably only seen that twice but yeah that's that's one i would need to dive back into um uh, to try and understand all those little nuances and stuff in that um it also made me think uh i mean just being a general fan of this type of movie and i'm so bad at the titles but there was one 
on Netflix that it kind of made me think about that I watched before. And if I remember the title, I'll have to tell you to go back and make sure you've seen it where it's about a dinner party with friends um, and they're all whining and dining and stuff. I've, and, I know which one you're talking about. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Then, uh, cause it's something about like an ex-boyfriend or an ex. Yeah. 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 Invites them. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the ends, you know, if you want to call it twist or whatever. So I'll, I want you to go and ch- uh, check it out before I do anything. But like, the thing that they reveal uh, for the story at the end is like really grabbing. I'm like, ooh, that's this is creepy. And I love those ones. Um, One of the things that, that um, us did really well, and that always freaks me out, is like when they have people move really weird, mm-hmm. was like they did that really well. And that's just really like off putting mm-hmm. in, in every way. Or like weird caricature doll esque type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, did you ever see? It reminds me, um, "Let the Right One In." Oh, uh, I saw. I saw a remake. I think yeah, the original Swedish version was really good, but like, uh, so you know that the girl ends up being like a vampire yeah, or some yeah, persuasion, yeah. and like the way they had her just like move in that in that film was very, very creepy and awful. The mo- the creepy movements, is the thing I'm a fan of too. Like the the biggest um, example I can think of, if you've ever seen the movie, I think it was called Legend where it was about angels. Uh, I haven't seen it. So the guy that does uh, the voice for Jarvis in MCU mm-hmm. is supposed to be one of the main angels, and he comes down, and it's like a um, biblical um, sayings or whatever, but they're going to be like wreaking the apocalypse on Earth and humans and stuff, but this one angel wants to come down and protect them, and uh, you see humans and stuff in the storyline start to turn into like demon-esque creatures, and in the dark when they're like holed up in this diner in the middle of nowhere um it's just one of those real creepy moments and so you just see out of nowhere in the darkness way down the road it's like the only thing on this highway and you see this ice cream truck start to you know with the ice cream jingle and everything we drive down to the little diner and then it parks right in front of the building and then you see the uh, the ice cream guy get out but then his like limbs start to grow like almost like a like spider length and stuff and he gets down on all fours and starts to do the creepy moves so i was right. like oh when i saw that in the trail i'm like i have to go see that <laughs> it's really grabbing yeah well it's like it was it was a big thing like 10 or 15 years ago like with all like the possession movies that came out because there was yeah. one of them uh jennifer carpenter uh i think that's her name uh, you ever watched dexter uh no Okay, so the sister on Dexter, like she, she was like doing all those really creepy, like possessed uh-huh. actions, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't remember the movie being very good, but I remember her being particularly convincing and creepy. Yeah. But speaking of the biblical thing, I was curious um, in us when she saw that tall guy with the hair who just had the sign that said like Jeremiah uh-huh, eleven yeah, yeah. eleven. I'm like, I wonder if. You know more learned people in the biblical world like would see that i don't know what oh maybe it has something to call on signs with like the mirroring yeah, aspect exactly. maybe maybe i mean especially because it's just the the verse of eleven eleven. but yeah i don't know maybe but i also don't think that he's just going to put something like that in a film no yeah yeah everything's very meticulous i believe with him sure so yeah we'd have to look that one up and it was also very very clever you remember me p- pointing out at the very beginning uh that there's a vhs copy of chud yeah 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 I don't remember what it stands for, but it's about a like alien type life form living in the sewers. Interesting. Okay. Ah, my hats off to Mr. Peel. That's. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I'm clearly already a, a major fan, and whenever I see his name attached to something, I'm gonna have to check it out. Right. Um, but that's really cool. 
Uh, I love it when more thought gets put in that. Like, I, I feel I have to uh, dig way back into the days of something like Sixth Sense where I'm like, there's so much nuance put into the, the storyline. And like, when you hear something of a uh, um, subtlety for um, uh, metaphors being put in with colors and stuff like, oh, I got to go back and watch that. Or just right, when you hear, right. when someone tells you and you have to go like, oh, really? He was, was, was he really uh, dead the whole time? And I swear he was talking to that person with a face. Like, no, go back and watch it. Well, yeah, and like I've also been hearing about it. everybody's pretty much convinced that um, the kid knew the whole time mm -hmm. just because like it, the first time that he sees him, like he kind of goes like stiff and wide eyed for a second there. Like I've only seen it like once or twice and obviously it was t 20 years ago, yeah, but yeah. it's still it's still like it's the one for like twist endings. Yeah, I mean it set, it sets the bar. I mean, I still to this day like I clearly right now comparing it to um, twist endings and stuff like right, that and exactly. it's makes it makes you think and ponder and you know, one of those few that people like my friend Dave can not very closely guess the ending of the movie. Right. And those are very few and far between and hard to come guy. Um, but that's why I'm always on a, an endless quest to try and find like a good creepy scary movie that they don't come around very often they anymore. Don't. They don't. Because everything's been done. But, like, the, the, the Jordan Peele movies have been really, really good just because they're doing something different. Like, mm -hmm. like they're not overtly scary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just, yeah. it's creepy. It's genuinely creepy. Yeah, I, I think the most movies that get labeled as horror that come out these days, they'll try a little bit too hard for jump. And it's usually just about jump scares. And so, there's there's a there's a good amount of people that are out there that are for the target audience and they'll go and they'll get the those jump scares but the story is not as engaging as it could be for something like this so yeah there's uh, there's an aspect that when it comes down to just trying to be very overtly creepy well and that's what it, it is because like most of the jump scare movies that are are like a PG thirteen and they're mm -hmm. very much just like teenage a younger audience so like when you're gonna make like an R rated movie where they're not necessarily going to be as interested or they're not going to be going and seeing it, then you have to have a little bit more substance than just yeah. something's not there, really loud sound, something's <laughs> in your face now. I mean, uh, one I think that you and I saw eye to eye on that was, that there's parts of the storyline that I was, had no idea seeing coming, but the, the It Follows, when we both finally caught that, that was, that was one of those unique ones out there. I loved that movie. Yeah. I loved it so much just because like, it's there's something to be said for like the the atmosphere that it creates where it's like you don't like you don't know what it's going to be i mean and like they'll have some really creepy just like walking shots and it's just like it's ominous all the time that like it's just it's out there and it's coming mm -hmm. slowly mm -hmm. very slowly so you think you can just you know live your life and then just you know look over your shoulder every once and again to me there's always something to be said that's creepy about something that's coming after you that doesn't take the effort to run because it doesn't need to it will get you it'll take its time but it will get you it's, like, it's the long game there it's the long game. and i really also like it's kind of cheesy to some degree but like when it's done right like a completely invisible enemy because because that ended up being invisible on when they were like on the beach or something because like girl gets lifted up by her hair by something you can't see right and it's only if it uh, finally comes in contact with you that you see it wasn't that right 
I think. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember the caveat for that because I was just yeah, trying I remember, to. I remember. Like, why, why? Yeah, I remember what you're saying. Yeah, that it was invisible to most people because then they're like, "Yo, you got the gun and shoot it." They don't see what they're shooting at, but. Right. It's, it's and that that ending scene where they're around the pool is really cool too. Yeah. Really cool. Because that 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 I think that was a scene that really. I, I felt satisfied with because I was like, okay, I think that's that that feels like a plan that I'd come up with. Let's go see if it'll actually work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one that one was really really good. Um, and one of the other ones, if my memory serves me, that tried to do some of the invisible stuff, and it was terrifying to me was uh, the Paranormal Activity movies. I mean, okay, so those I feel uh, get a, a bad rap in the community, and the, the more that you spin off sequels, it, it's like, you know, jumping the shark and stuff, but I've always been a huge fan of those, especially the first one. The first one was terrifying, um, and the second one got me a lot. And plus, uh, the funny thing about that is when that first came out in theaters, that was one of those genres that was um, trying to sell itself as being real. Um, the found footage and stuff like that. And it made me wish that I had been a part of that um, storyline and that marketing when the original, um, which was the Blair Witch came out because that was one of those where I just found after the fact and I didn't get to go see it in theaters, but being a part of that experience where they're selling it like this, this, this is real. You have to see this. And um, it it just makes it so much more terrifying. Yeah. I actually did see it in theaters. I was in middle school. So like, I was very, very uh, easily scared back then. Like nowadays, less so. Like jump scares don't really do anything for me. But back then, like, I mean, the marketing there was good because it's like this is real. And I'm like, you know, twelve year old me is like, this is real. I mean, yeah, because the, the you'd even see. I think if I remember reading correctly, because again, I didn't take part in it when it was going on, but seeing news. Um, articles and stuff where they would post like the the marketing quote unquote for it would be like post missing posters for the people that went missing in the storyline right. um instead of trying to tell the story it's just like this person's missing and then it ties on the the movie that you need to go see in theater so that was that was wild well yeah and um, it was it was like marketing back before like it was super easy like it is now i'm, I'm not trying to say it's super easy but it's everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. It's literally everywhere. exposure exactly yeah yeah exactly. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that with my best friend in middle school. We went to the theater, saw it, came back to my house, and then we're like, yeah, we're just going to go out on a walk in the uh, in, in the neighborhood and got about 20 feet past my driveway. And we're like, nope. <laughs> we noped right back to the house. Oh, uh, one of those that I had a, a moment of um, back when I worked at the, the IMAX theater here in town that we go to most of the time for the, the big showings. And... Uh, um, if you work there, you got to the choice sometimes like every week to screen one of the new movies that came out before it actually comes right. out in theaters just to make sure that it works or whatever. And I chose to see um, The Fourth Kind when it when they got the chance to screen that. It was an alien movie. Uh, Mila Jovovich was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm a huge fan of alien abduction movies. Um I, I I subscribe to uh, Ancient Aliens, which my mom actually got me into. <laughs> Watch that sometimes when I'm bored on Hulu. It's fun. It's gimmicky and stuff, and I get oh, that. Yeah, it but it's fun. Um, but when I watched that one, it was another one of those... Uh, well, it wasn't found footage, but the, their, um, their, the way they attacked the storyline with this one, the main character's um, exposure to this stuff slowly and how it um, comes into her life was really terrifying and i watched it by myself 
at midnight. Um, and my favorite part of it was, uh, she is, she, she does video, um, journals or not video journals, um, audio journal recordings for herself and then she'll listen back. Uh, but when she goes to work, she's a therapist. She'll take her, uh, newly done audio recording, give it to her receptionist and say, can you log this? So she'll, uh, read it and transcribe it or whatever. Um, and one night when she did it of herself, she falls asleep while it's still recording. And then she does the whole routine again, comes in the next day, gives it to her receptionist and then, um, goes to work with one of her patients. And then, uh, her later on, her receptionist comes in, she's like, you need to hear this. And it's just this really, um, unaudible, uh, noise of like an alien or something engaging with her at night. It made my, it made my, my skin crawl, my hair stand on end. And it was one of those where after I was done watching it and you know, it's like two in the morning by the time I get out of the theater, I walk up and look up at the sky. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Just those kinds of things that really grab you and make you wonder about your surroundings and stuff. Like even, even yesterday, um, I really wanted to go see the new Godzilla. Um, because just really into monster movies, and uh, it, I thought it was it was fun, and it was all about these really big, grand um, scale sceneries of the horizon of how these big monsters just like fill the screen. And then when I come out of the theater and it's like dusk, and you have this like really big red sunset, and I'm like, <laughs> it just made me shake a little bit. <laughs> just gave you the wheel, the willies a little bit. A little bit of the willies and heebie. <laughs> uh but yeah um let's see some other ones that i'm looking forward to because uh the, how many trailers recently have you seen for any upcoming horrors that you know that you want to watch horrors probably not very many and those are the ones that i actually will watch mm-hmm. the trailers for just okay. because like if it, a, a horror movie like you can see and you can say i'm not going to watch this <laughs> that's fine like okay. like i mean even if they they do try and like give away a lot they're going to be holding some stuff back. Like they're not going to give away the, likely they're not likely going to give away the best uh, jump scares or anything like that in a trailer. And, I, and I'll watch a, a trailer and just say, huh, no, <laughs> I've done it before. Um, but I've also gone to see movies that I thought was going to be good. Like I remember I was going to see Crimson Peak and I'm like, this looks like it might be really good. And it was not very much that. That was okay. I think I remember that one where it was like a big mansion, kind of empty, right. whatever. I mean, I barely remember the storyline, but I, I did go see that one. I think I got. Yeah, well, you did because we went to the wrong movie theater. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. We saw that one together. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a problem back in the day where I would get free tickets for events that we go to in town and I didn't pay that close attention to the address and dates and stuff. And I should have, but really, really the thing was, is a lot of the times when we got the tickets, it would be at the same location right. and, and I got it. I, yeah, I got into a, um, into the routine of thinking it was going to the same place each yeah. time and I should have double checked, <laughs> but we made it. We, we hightailed. We hightailed it from the top of town in the north side to the bottom on the south side, and that was... Fastest you've ever driven in your life. Probably. That was something. That was something. I don't condone speeding. (laughs) That was fun. One of the things that Jordan Peele has really done well with both of his movies is that they start out mostly normal enough, but, like, you know that they're, you know, they're going to be creepy, they're going to be build is some form of scary horror movie so like when they're building up the story like it is really like uncomfortable just because you know things are going to happen yeah 
They're just going to happen. For me too, it's a great choice of the type of theme that they do with the music. So it was like very like you know low cello and just like very creepy right, tones right. and stuff like that. Very unsettling, um, and that helps for me too. But yeah, I agree. Uh, um, what I was gonna say before was uh, one of the biggest things that I was wondering if you had seen or, or chose to watch that I'm looking forward to is the second chapter of It. I haven't seen anything for it yet. Um, I need to rewatch the first one. I've I only seen too. it the once. I, I own it. Um, but yeah, we should watch that again. Okay. Um, just for at least a refresh. I mean, I, I love that. As far as remakes go, oh, yeah. I'm a fan of that one. That was what Bill Skarsgård is? Was... Skarsgård. I, I'm not sure if that was, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And I like um, a lot of the actors that are playing their older selves too. Anyways, yeah. See, I don't. I, I didn't see who all. Like, I know Bill Hader's in it. Yeah, Bill Hader. Um, and uh, uh, fuck me, the guy that plays Charles Xavier in the new X Men movies. Oh, James McAvoy. McAvoy. There it is. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. And. Okay. And that's that's more just like the really creepy movement, like them doing that mm-hmm. that kicking dance is just like yeah. weird. It's just it's, it's, part of that is just like weird and bizarre, right. and it makes it this different edge of creepy. But yeah, Ooh. right, uh, man. And there's there's always something to be said about creepy clowns because I've got at least one good friend that's got whatever that phobia, phobia is, is called. Yeah, but yeah, called just. Either. <laughs> just can't deal with it can't can't even see one can't even think about one well i mean there's a whole genre dedicated to people like that like yeah. i haven't seen any of the other ones i mean obviously like um oh god who's the guy that did hostile um uh, oh eli roth eli roth okay. he did one and it like the cra- the clown looked terrifying uh-huh. i didn't see it but like there's uh, the only other creepy one that I've watched that was clown based that was intriguing. I don't know if it was the best, maybe like a B lister, but I think it was called Clown or The Clown, and it's about a guy that wears a suit for like a birthday or something, but it's like cursed and he can't get it off. Okay. Like the red nose, like literally won't come off his face. Okay. Um, it's an interesting, you know, B lister kind of movie, but it was kind of cool. Well, I mean. And obviously, there it adds a whole new level with the whole John Wayne Gacy type thing, because I mean that's real. Like it's not some movie that that dude did that for real. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love being a part of getting the chance to scare other people, I've right. always been that guy that wants to. When I've, <laughs> not that I am in love with people that you know go out there and murder somebody, creepy clowns that carry knives and strangers on the street. But when I I see stuff in the news about a guy that like dresses up in a clown suit around Halloween and just like stands there. Yeah. Just stands there on the street corner. I want to do that. (laughs) I so badly want to do that. Especially if you get to one of those lucky like days where it's like cloudy and, and um, foggy, like a foggy morning, because I've seen pictures of that where someone like oh, just okay. took the opportunity right. where he dressed up as like one of those Resident Evil characters or something. It was a foggy, dark morning and just like stands there on a street corner. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that so badly. Yeah, that's kind of just asking for trouble. Yeah, I'm sure it's asking for trouble, but... Provided it's like it's around Halloween time, then you'll get a little bit more of a pass. Yeah, you don't want to do it in like uh, January or something like that. Cops will come over and be like, what's up, buddy? They're going to approach you very cautiously, though. (laughs) I just stand there and be like, are you profiling? (laughs) Pulling over all the clowns that come around these parts? (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) 
This made me think of one of my favorite spots from Family Guy, like one of those early, early episodes where he's walking with a bunch of army guys in the military and he's dressed in a clown suit. Uh, (laughs) You guys are dumb. They're going to be looking for army guys. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's the closest one that I can remember on my radar that's upcoming. I mean, anything that, especially when it drops in that genre around Halloween, I get giddy. Well... Honestly, like I, I didn't have the highest hopes for it, but uh, Happy Death Day actually ended up being really good, really you know entertaining. Um, and I just recently watched the sequel because I enjoyed that first one. Yeah. It, the sequel was kind of eh, right. but the the first it was fun. It, the, there's there's something fun about um, comedy horror ones, and yeah, that yeah. it's like doesn't really take itself too seriously. Right, right. Um, well, I, I like time travel movies are my jam. Like we talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> like I've talked about it with my cousin because he was talking about you know Endgame, the time travel. Just don't think too much about it. Especially if you have a character that just flat out just admits like what? So Back to the Future is all a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> That's what I based my theories of time travel on. I grew up with that. Took it. You took it personal. I did. <laughs> but yeah, like so that one like you know like it's a, basically a horror version of Groundhog Day, yeah, exactly. and like I really liked it. I really did i really did that was fun um especially salter our our buddy adam um being a big fan of just general thrasher or um slashers slashers like uh i mean it was another kind of out there b one but like valentine's day with the guy and like the the mines yeah yeah, yeah. um and that just made me think of that because of the baby mask i thought was kind of kitschy as, as, are those two different movies the one in the mines and the mine one was like the gas mask right yeah um, but the yeah the baby mask I just think of is the Happy Death Day. Yeah, and then but I was thinking the the, the guy the one in the chair. Oh, the chair mask that was something different. I can't remember what that one was, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, something else. The but yeah, they all kind of run together after a while. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, speaking of Salter, I know that he's a big fan of um of Child's Play, I believe, and I'm sure he's gonna go see that one. On- I I had actually talked to him about it, and he said it looks terrible. Really? He does not really. See that I'm gonna have to get him on here and pick his brain because I'm interested to see what he how he differentiates between ones that he's really excited about and ones he's like yeah no yeah his his uh his judgment is questionable <laughs> in my regard right because who is his favorite actor again we always give him shit for I don't know who his favorite actor was but he's all about like Jean Claude Van Damme Steven that, Seagal that's what it was Steven Seagal a big like hardcore see anything that Steven Seagal is in I'm like give me a break give me <laughs> a break um. But, I mean, he's a huge Halloween fan, and that's right. usually my bread and butter. Um, I, I watched the last remake, I think, with my dad, and that was that was entertaining. Yeah, it just popped up on HBO. I want to watch it, but I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's one of those that's fun where it's been, like, however many years, and it's kind of like a reunion to have the old original cast member come back for it, which is cool. Right. Um, and, again, anything that's just, like, tagline-themed for Halloween, I'm going to have to check out. Most of the new ones of, like, all those long-running ones, I, I haven't really paid that much attention to that that's one that i've seen the least of as far as the old like 80s slashers like i think they just put up all the friday the 13th on hbo too so i did want to go through there and like even though it's it was like super cheesy like i loved nightmare on elm street i love i love that that's what i mean the original yeah for sure um i mean that has its own cult following i mean that's one of the originals back there with like scream halloween um one that I've not seen, but I know it's in that bucket, is uh, Hellraiser. 
just kind of like that same 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 error type one right um so they oh and um obviously friday the 13th yeah so they're they're all originals they're all classics um i mean you can't even though they did do a remake of that and i kind of liked it just because i thought it was well cast the guy that played of friday the 13th uh, recast freddy um and it was the guy that freddy is not run on street that's what I meant. What did I say? Friday Thirteenth. Okay, that's my that that's my flub. I meant I meant Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the guy that played. Yeah, Rorschach. Yeah, Rorschach. That was that, that was well done. As soon yeah. as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'll go watch that. Well, and that they decided to take that one a little bit more seriously than any of the the original ones were. In like, it was enough of a you know a shift in tone that it was really really good really creepy yeah. it was a really good scary movie and I don't remember if they actually dove too much into his you know quote unquote origin story but they gave more for that substance and that and that, they did. that they fed did. a little bit for me because I was like okay that, that makes sense of where he's at and why he's doing that and like I said, I haven't really watched the, through the originals any, recently but I remember that his like origin is like he was like a child molester or something like that and then like I think of some fathers or family or something burned them in a house and that's how that happened but like that's not something that like that i don't i don't remember the originals doing that like i said it's a little bit more tongue-in-cheek than most of these other ones but it's still like it was still sufficiently scary because i mean like he kills people in their dreams and then you watch this movie and then you have to go to sleep at night and yeah. and, and it's that, really good. That theme alone, I think, plays into a lot of people's fears and especially when it, it when it's something in a genre that's kind of the first of its kind, like the found footage stuff, uh, right. it, it's going to grab people. Well, and you're absolutely right. Just like the original one, like you think about Psycho, everybody sees Psycho mm. and then everybody's scared to take showers again. Like, or Jaws. I mean, to hear, like I think even my mom was yeah. one of the people that said, like when that came out, we did not go to the beach. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that one more so because, like, I mean, sharks are real. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, And also, I was going to tap on something for that, too. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I like just the very beginning frames of this one that we just watched, Us, when they give that title um, screen of kind of an explanation that you have to think on, like... Um, it's the the words alone by themselves are creepy because it's like you know all around the world there are these um, you know abandoned tunnels and sewers and blah 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 and that I'm like that's that's creepy and uh, it made yeah it made me think that um, that if if we're talking of course a lot of things I'm sure he did for that movie were intentional um, I thought that was a good way to connect it to the real world while even though you're about to see something that's a little bit unrealistic but right. it still in a way kind of like makes it scary because it's like because it, it's one of those things where it makes you wonder if you go past a tunnel or uh you know whatever it's like it makes you shudder well yeah and especially like they're talking about like the sewers and all that stuff and i mean you know whenever i'm downtown or something and i i can you know i try to avoid walking <laughs> over and then i'm looking down there and i'm like are there any ninja turtles down there or That's something i don't funny. know michelle has uh it's one of her many um it's it's a very unnecessary fear. Unnecessary is not the word I'm looking for. But when whenever irrational, irrational, uh, she has very many irrational fears. And then there's stuff that she should be afraid of that she's just not, which is really weird. Um, but whenever we're downtown and we're around those things, like those little great, she refuses to walk over them. It stems from something I forget what it is, but that, that's funny. Like I'll even try to like push her, make sure she's like looking on her phone and not paying attention. She's like, oh, you're supposed to keep me off of those. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, irrational fears. It's just like there's no, there was no rationale to them. But like, if something scares you, like, mm-hmm. 
I, I have no real reason to dislike snakes, but I don't do snakes. Like, I've never had any firsthand experience with them. Uh, no thanks. I mean, yeah. yeah I, everybody's got that. I've never personally been too afraid of snakes. It's just if I know I'm close to one and I have to question if I don't know them by um, memory of the color patterns, whatever, whether or not they're venomous, I'm going to be like, okay, I need to get out of here. But um, for me, it's definitely spiders. And I know that's people always jab me for that being ironic because I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man. But <laughs> uh, I remember one time in my old house here in town um, when I was very, very little and like one of the first times I saw a wolf spider in close proximity. Those things are nasty. Just no. Hard, hardcore nope out of there. Hard nope. Yeah. Now, spiders are welcome in my house. Oh, you a-hole. <laughs> they are. They are. And it, like if, if it's a particularly big one, then I will catch and release. But like... On the whole, they're they're welcome in my house. Okay, so you spiders okay, no snakes, no snakes. and I'm the hard opposite. So that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> um, and and other ones that I usually feel like I um want to find more of that I always want to try and give a chance, even if it looks cheesy. I'm big into ghosts slash demon ones, which is why I'm really into the paranormal ones. Right. Um, I mean, Paranormal Activity, I think, was another one that was kind of the first of its kind. Oh, it absolutely was, yeah. And uh, just the aspect, I mean, people laughing at the guy just trying to, it's like, you, you've gotten yourself enough evidence. What are you doing? I mean, it's, let's let's get out of here. Right. Um, but the aspect of trying to leave these little traps and actually seeing evidence of something that's in your house that's not supposed to be there and it's not human. Well, yeah, and like, it's more of like the just getting dragged out of your bed type thing. Uh -huh. Like you don't see what's happening, but you see that your leg getting pulled. And, and, and especially like I was afterwards, I was really appreciative of like, you know, it didn't have much of a budget, but like the effort that they actually went into, you know, filming, like on the scene where the girl is just standing above her boyfriend uh -huh. while he's asleep. Like they had to film it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she had to stand there for, I don't know how long, just like swaying back and forth mm -hmm. ever so slightly and I was just like, well done. It's, yeah, it's much more impressive well when done. you've got when you can pull a lot out from a small budget exactly. and then it earns a lot of money back on their um, right. what they spent. I mean, that's that's hardcore awesome. Um, but yeah, I, and I even saw that they're going to be doing another one, and I'm, I'm it's nerd bait for me. I'm going to go see it. I'm interested because just to see how time. I mean, I feel like they've done enough of weaving and shown how. Uh, you know, doors closed on the story. There's not necessarily anything else left open. There was one uh, in the line of like five or six that they did that didn't necessarily tie to the story until the very end. Right. It was almost like a side, whatever, one off. But um, but I like the paranormal activity. I think I only saw the first two, maybe? I've got the third one if you want to borrow was, it. Was, it. Was that the one? It was like a prequel of some persuasion? I think they do go backwards. So the second one you saw... Um, the story of her sister. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think the third one was when they were both kids. Okay, yeah. Then I may have seen that. I'm not sure. I'll let you borrow it. Because uh, they uh, the thing that I appreciated with the first three is I felt like the tactics they did for um, different uh, ways of shooting the scene um, evolved a little bit. So they found little ways to do something different each time. And I thought that was really cool. And you'll see what I mean if you watch it for right. the third one for the first time. Well, that one actually did put a... Uh, the second one had that one jump scene that, like... In the kitchen? The kitchen. Yeah. 
And I mean, like, mind you, it was everything that I was saying was wrong with jump scenes, where it's just like nothing happens, super loud yeah, sound. You know but it's like, coming when everything's silent. Right, but but still, well, that was the thing about those movies, though, is there, there wasn't really any music or, like, you know, anything like that. It was all just, like, ambient sound. So they built you up to that a lot because, like, there was just a lot of silence. I mean, my favorite part, the reason I always go back to the first one with jump scares like that when stuff's silent... Um, so each night shot that they did progressively got worse. And my favorite moment in the whole movie is when they're up in bed at night and the guy wakes up and thinks he hears something. And, you know, they sit and wait a second. They're like, you hear that? Let's see if something happens again. And all of a sudden you hear a roar, like a, like a lioness roar downstairs in the living room. I'm like, holy fuck. Like every time I watch it, I wait for it and I jump. I'm just, <laughs> like if you watch it at night and dark and just <laughs> shudders. One of the one of the the scenes that is stuck in my head from the second one, and like I've only seen it maybe twice and a long time ago, but I specifically remember the scene where the sister is getting dragged by the ankle. Like I don't remember if it's up or down the stairs, it was but down to the basement. yeah, just like completely dragged, and I'm like, that was terrifying for me. Yeah. Like that got me good. Some pos- when they when they do uh, interesting ways of showing different possession stories, I, I I'm a fan of that. It's 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 creepy and um yeah especially i mean even uh the little ways they tie into different um biblical stuff too like uh yeah when you're dealing with demons so like from the first one at the towards the very end she's like gripping a cross and it's like burning her and then he tries to like throw it right. in the fire um like, there was a favorite of mine, and again, it's a title I don't remember. It's just I'm always on the lookout for ones on Netflix. Right. Um, and sometimes I'll pass ones up, and I'll be like, okay, I've passed it enough times. I'll check it out. There was one um, about these people that were, I think they were, like, on a trip abroad. Like, I want to say it was, like, Jerusalem, something like that. Okay. And they were underground. Mm-hmm. And um, these people start to turn into monsters and um, everything. And when they finally break free, the the end scene, the gripping end scene, is when they finally get back up above ground. Um, you see the people that turn into demons and stuff. They start flying, take flight, and there's like nothing but demons throughout the entire skyline. You see uh, helicopters and stuff like trying to like rescue and come to people's aid and stuff. But it's like. It, it it's over you know they they won they're taking over they're gonna go over take over the earth i mean that was really <laughs> well yeah all those like movies that are like underground like that really do a good job of co- conveying like the claustrophobia of it because like what, when you were talking about that i don't know if it's the same movie or not but it reminded me of the the one uh as above so below yeah that's a different one and i was gonna mention that one too that was really weird and cool like when you see <laughs> oh. dog outside I thought it was an alien possession of some persuasion. <laughs> it's daytime. We don't need to be worried. Um, yeah, that was that was really uh, twisted. Like when they finally escape and they're upside down. You're like, right. wait, what? I, I think I went and saw that one with my dad too. That was that was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, the the Paris catacombs have always interested me anyway. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, cool. You ever gone uh, overseas? No, I haven't. Well, I, Clearly, that's something we both want to go check out sometime. Yeah. That'd be cool. And some of the haunted castles was like in Scotland. Yes, or um, or Ireland. I hear like some of the stuff I see. Like, okay, these are these are things my mom introduced me to. She's like, you'll love this. Uh, ghost adventures, and they show different locations. I'm like, I want to go check that out. Like, uh, I for some reason I can't explain it. I want to go to Ireland in general. Yeah. But the added bonus of knowing that they've got like known like 
castles haunted and stuff there. I've got to go see one day. Ghost Adventures is so ridiculously over the top. It is. I mean, I admit that there's that, that stuff's got to be scripted and blah, blah, blah. But oh. there's, there's one episode where I'm sure... Um, I felt like it's my favorite one. I don't think that they were acting at all. Like they got to something that really creeped them out. Um, and I think it was in like an Ireland castle type thing. And they, they explore, um, like a dungeon, but like this pit that they would throw people down or something. It's like you open up this little sealed door and it's a, it's a pit. And, uh, when one of the mic or camera guys or whatever goes out and investigates that one area by himself or with somebody that's filming them. He feels. He says that he felt like a claw grip his ear, like like he had this feeling like the devil was around him. And I've seen a lot of episodes, and I've seen the miraculous stuff. And I saw like this look in his eyes. I'm like, ooh, I feel like that part. He felt that something go there. It looked a little bit more genuine. Uh, but for me, it's just the it's enjoying watching scary, spooky related things. There's other spinoff shows that I feel like are even extra campy. Even more campy? Yeah, more campy than that. That can't be possible. Yeah, tr- look it up. I'll have to see if I can find the names of those ones, but they're just like, why are you making this? Yeah. But on that topic, there's a favorite of mine that I found on Netflix one time. Uh, fuck if I can remember the name of it. Um, it was about a team of people like that that go lock themselves. Was it the one... Um, might have tried to introduce you to it. it where they go to like uh, haunted houses? Not haunted houses. That's another favorite of mine. That's called um, The Houses October Built. Right. That's a cool That's one. One that I got uh, really into before that was a team of uh, paranormal investigators. And um, I think they even knew that they were creating something that was bullshit for their audience. But they go and they get locked down for the night. And um, stuff starts getting too real for them. They're like trapped in a time loop. Like they know it's supposed to be like, you know sunrise in the morning but their you know their watch tells them it's a time different than what the sun's telling them outside and you uh, said time loop i'm, I'm in yeah, yeah 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 see <laughs> stuff like that when it really starts to mess with your head um that's what creeps me out because when it can do something to try and convince you that you're crazy right. that feeds right. into a lot more of just another whole aspect of, yeah. Paranoia, mm, yeah yeah you need to start writing things down i do i i'm bad with memory I, I, I need to start using one catch-all note-taking thing on my phone. but Yeah, yeah, that one sounds interesting. Another one, another movie that was kind of like the start, it didn't necessarily start like its own genre or something, but like when the first Saw came out, like it yeah. was a game changer. For sure. In fact, uh, the reason that I like watching those all the time in general is um, I, I know that usually after time they all are kind of the same. But I like going to see the different traps. I'm I'm huge into getting to watch all the different uh, gimmicks and stuff that they do. That's what I'm mostly interested in. I'll go see like when they when they up the ante of something they hadn't done before in one of the ones closer to the end of the series as of now. Um, when they did the public like sort of execution where right. they were in that like glass box, yeah. that was interesting. Well, like I felt like the first three were actually good movies, like because. <clears throat> so the first one and, and mind you like they tried to do a couple of the jump scares but that wasn't what they banked like they yeah. didn't put all of their chips in that because like what with the pig mask when the girl is like yeah, yeah, yeah. abducting the people i'm like that's really dumb like the little clown thing on the little tricycle was sufficiently creepy but like literally everything that happened while in the traps 
that was that was the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a different type of like a gore version. Like it's getting people to like almost want to cover their face up. Right, right. That's that's what it was. Like the second one was was really good at that because like I remember the second one was the team of people, right? Yeah, where everybody woke up inside that house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they they all had like some kind of poison in them or something, and then they had all these different yeah. like there were you know, antidotes hidden throughout or something. There were two times in that movie that just made me shudder. And the first time, well, actually, I don't remember chronologically, but one of them was when the the girl gets picked up and thrown into the pit of syringes. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one was there was, like, a very, very visible, um, like, antidote in this glass box that one of the girls who was you know written to be dumb and doesn't really think that much so she didn't really think about it puts her hand up in there but it's got all these like knives or like blades here tries that it'll like cut her hand off exactly and i was like yeah for sure in fact and that was another one of an example i think they did a good job of trying to twist it up a little bit to make it different even though it's sort of the same theme but and then the third one, they actually did the same thing where... I don't remember the storyline for the third one. The third one was where it was the just the one guy. And it was the father whose kid got like hit by a drunk driver or something. Uh-huh. And like nothing ever happened to the person. But everybody that was like uh, the, the woman that... I think the woman that hit his daughter. And then like the judge. Like everybody that had something yeah, that, that didn't yeah, like yeah. come follow through. And so he had to like decide whether they were going to die or not. And I'm like, really, really interesting progression throughout the movies. Yeah, like, I don't remember about any of the tests. Right. Or the, the mind you, except for the one where there's the woman uh, in, like, the frozen room or whatever, and mm-hmm. that she kept on getting sprayed with water, and she was freezing to death in front of him. And I was like... Yeah. Yeah, that's well done right there. Another one, I, th- I think it was maybe, like, the fourth or fifth, where it was another team one I thought was kind of cool, where you realize by the end, if they had just worked together, they could have all survived and given a little bit of blood versus one dying at each point. Yeah, see, I- I've seen all the through, like, six, I think, maybe the seventh. I've lost count. <laughs> yeah, and th- but I, I didn't... Like, my cousin and I went through and just, start, just watched the later ones just because they were super... Uh, convoluted with like they started trying to you know switch and you know throw back and all that stuff like what you thought this dude was doing it the whole time well guess again right right i i honestly don't think because i've i think i've watched all of them at this point i don't think there's anything where they could do that to surprise me even if i don't call it by the end i'd be like okay i can see that that's that's kind of what you're going for but um I mean, yeah, my dad's really into those, so we'll usually go those. The next paranormal I will for sure see. Um, But, I mean, as far as takeaways for the ones we've talked about, I can't um, publicize enough the... There's two of them now, the Houses That October Built. I will always rewatch that one during Halloween now. It is a big favorite of mine just because that's that's still an ongoing thing that my dad and I being horror fans and Halloween fans always talk about every year and we still need to jump on the bandwagon of like trying to go to find a good haunted location to do, whether it's like something that you just do a tour of or you do an overnight stay of. But as much as we like doing the um, the haunted houses, they're usually all the same. So right. it's about people that try and go find the best haunted house that you people are like have legally are allowed to touch you to make it a little bit different than what you're right, used to. Right, right. And they finally get more than they're bargaining for. And that was that was uh, that was exact. That felt like it was tailor made for me. Okay. And they've got a sequel too. Um, that's it's 
not that bad for a sequel. It's not perfect, but um, following the original storyline, it was it was cool. Yeah, when like back in the eighties, when scary movies started really getting a little bit more popular, they they pretty much were the two camps where there was like the slashers, like we were talking about, and then like it, it's hard to call them a horror movie, but like the likes of the first Alien movie was was scary. I mean, oh, yeah. like very claustrophobic. Yeah. You know, just the paranoia in that one was very high. Uh-huh. And the same thing with uh, the old John Carpenter's The Thing, like, was one of my... I think I've gotten to see that one, the original, original. Do you remember around that? what time that was made? I want to say early 80s, maybe 82 or so. I'll, I'll float it to you. We'll just have a, a back and forth. All right, yeah, I'll trade I'll trade you for a pair. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good, like... I mean, it gets, there are some parts that by today's standards are going to be a little bit cheesy, but like, yeah. like the, the paranoia in that movie that they create is phenomenal. Yeah. I think we are good enough to consider ourselves some aficionados here in the horror genre. We definitely partake in a lot of different pools. Yeah. All right. Is that enough for you? You want to hear back your voice? Oh God, I don't think I do. Well, let's, let's give it a try. Let's give it. Bye guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed our little uh, back and forth of our favorite horror movies this week. I really look forward to potentially having Matt on as a guest again in the future. Uh, we're, um, he's one of my go-to movie buddies, and we usually follow a lot of the same stuff. We're meaning to go see Avengers again uh, here in the near future, hopefully while it's still in theaters. Uh, any other horror ones we'll usually uh, save for each other to go see in movies, so expect to probably see him on the show again. Uh, especially if Nate needs to take a break for the week or, uh, you know, it's hard working with a remote uh, guest host. But anyway, um, look to come up in the coming weeks. Still working on getting a mixed episode for you guys for our first game night session that we had the, uh, what, a couple weekends ago. Um, that'd be a good long one, so look forward to that. And a lot of other things that we need to review. Just saw Spider-Man recently in theaters. Go see Far From Home. Can't stress that enough. And yeah, plenty plenty of other things that we need to review. Also, I just finished binging Stranger Things Season 3. So yeah, uh, go follow us on Facebook and Instagram and our Twitter account now. Our Twitter account, you can find us at, at FanboysPod. Uh, specifically tailored for quotes by nate that's a fun one i'm glad i finally got that one up and running or you guys can just follow us through any of the links that we've got on our site fanboyspodcast.com so like our page uh give us a review on itunes we'd really appreciate it again we're really working hard to try and bring you some fun stuff to listen to every week there's lots of fan content out there for us to digest and again if you want to be a if you want to be a guest on the show Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, give us a message on Twitter. Uh, if, if you're one of my close friends, give me a text. Just say, hey, I want to be on the show. Let's talk about this movie, and I'm all for it. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed. See you next week.